and I'm, I'm blessed for the relationship and the, and everything that we had as kids growing up because not a lot of people get that and I, I appreciate that and that's what the Mother's Day is, is about appreciating the mothers so I like I said before I appreciate you as a mom who worked hard and and is willing always helping people you're always fucking helping people and <laughs> it's crazy and you always will Yo, what's going on? I don't even have my headphones. What is going on, guys? Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of the Silent Singing Swing Podcast. I can't this hear is you. One of this your isn't hosts, working. Austin. This ain't and working. I don't know what's going on. My mom lately, she's a little different. This is not. Okay. You just turned it on and off. Okay. Can you hear now? I can hear. Stop. But yeah, we're uh, we're here. We're back. Another week, another episode, fortunately. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Whoever's tuning in, I I feel like I say that a lot, but it uh, it means a lot. And uh, yeah, my mom's here. She's wearing all pink today. No, she's not. She's all giggly and shit, which only means one thing. Explain. And I know it's not because it's Mother's Day <laughs> tomorrow. Well, by the way, we're recording <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> we're recording this on a Saturday. <laughs> So uh, yeah, why y'all why y'all hyped up? I just came from the gym. I was tanning, went to the gym. I ran two miles on the treadmill, and now I'm hyped. Do you tan before or after the gym? After, and then I take a massage in the massage chair. After the gym. It's after the gym. Why? Why do I tan? Yeah. Because uh, I've been tanning for a couple years now. <laughs> why do you tan? Cause I don't want to be I'm all trying white. to get something here. You know what the fuck I'm trying to get at. <laughs> I've been tanning for years. I just don't want to be all white when I get my stuff. Is there benefits of it or what? Yeah. What are they? I'm a little bit tan, so when I wear shorts or whatever, my legs aren't so white. So do you... Uh, I got a little debate question for you, and I heard this on the radio. Now I'm interested to see what your opinion is. Okay. When you are at the grocery store... Okay. And you're going to check out, and there's somebody in front of you. Okay. And they put their groceries up on the belt. Okay. Does that person have to put the divider between their groceries and your groceries, or is it your job to put the divider between your groceries and their groceries? Or is it the person behind the cashier register, cashier? Well, I don't know the correct answer to that. but It's when, all personal opinion. When I am in line, I always, if someone's behind me, I always put the divider when I'm finished loading my groceries. Always. So you would say that it has to be the person, it's, it's your groceries and then you're the one that's responsible, almost putting like the respect forward for the next person in line. Correct. Because if you put it up Even there. Even if there's no way behind you. And somebody just comes in later, you assume that somebody might come in later. Do you still do it? That's funny that you say that because if no one's behind me and he's still ringing or she's still ringing up my groceries and I see that person come, I automatically look for that divider and put it there. I do it. I just do it even if nobody's behind me. Well, I don't do it if no one's behind me. Because somebody might come in later on that last item that you're getting checked out and they might come in and it's like, okay, I need that there. Well, I put it there if I see them pull behind me because obviously I'm not doing anything while I'm waiting for them to check my groceries. Why? Just Is curious. that a pet peeve of yours? No, I was just curious. Okay. So why did why the why why do we call it Mother Nature and not Father Nature? First of all, what is Mother Nature? What? What's Mother Nature? Why do we say Mother Nature? Just completely. Mother Nature is the nature outside. Mother Nature is the beauty of the outside. Why do we call it Mother Nature? Because mothers are more beautiful than fathers. (laughs) 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 And I just made that shit up right now. (laughs) Did you ever look it up? No, look it up. You look it up. She's getting her phone. She's still all happy for some reason. Let me ask you this question. Is it 20 questions for mom for Let me Mother's ask you Day? this question. That can be the topic. Well, remember, remember we actually did a Mother's Day podcast. Remember yeah. last time Dylan asked you a bunch of questions? Yeah. She can't focus right now. I'm trying to figure She's out. She's cheesing. I- <laughs> I'm trying. She's cheesing about all our chromosomes. <laughs> anyway. I'm trying to get off. <laughs> 
A bunch of roadblocks in the way? Yes. <laughs> Literally. Roadblocks. Why are you picking Do on... Do you, uh... I gotta ask you a question. Okay, wait. Mother Nature is the personification of nature. Mother Nature is a personification of nature... What's the name? focuses on the life-giving and nurturing aspects of nature by embodying in it in the form of the mother. That's why. And then there's pictures on here of the mother holding the earth. And it actually has a picture of a woman who is pregnant. It's cool. That's really a cool picture. And her stomach, as though you're pregnant, is the world in her hands. That's why it's called Mother Nature. Interesting. Does the Bible mention anything about Mother Nature? It's personified as a woman considered as the source and guiding force of creation. That's why it's Mother Nature, because the mother is the one who gives birth and creates that life. It's a guiding force of creation. That's pretty cool. There's other names for it. Mother Nature ruled the earth. This question is, what is Mother Nature in charge of? Mother Nature ruled the earth. She controlled the weather and growth of all animals and plants. She noticed that she would need help, so she created summer, winter, her first two seasons. Wow, this is pretty interesting. She's Mother Earth, Mother Nature, or the creatress of all life. She's associated with the full moon and stars, the earth, and the sea. Anything else you want to know? Yeah, why do you have the washer going? Or no, the dryer? I have the dryer going. I'm washing my clothes like most, most normal people do. Most normal people? Yeah. Mm. Some people don't. Here on here it says, who is Mother Nature's husband? There's none. None. How did you know? <laughs> there's no parents. There's no siblings. How did you know that? He Googled this stuff. No, I didn't. Okay. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't. <laughs> um, what's Mother's Day represent? Where we celebrate all the mothers in, in your life. Or all the mothers <laughs> in the world. <laughs> How many mothers do I have? Uh, you have one. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, some people have more Am than I one. Am I adopted? You're not adopted. You have one mother. I think I'm adopted. And I can honestly say this is the first Mother's Day that I'm not dreading. <laughs> Like I usually get emotional. I don't get. Em- I'm not emotional. Oh yeah. What? What are you smiling about? Nothing. He's in this weird mood today, guys. Had some caffeine before I came. And I was at the gym, so. Did you get anybody reaching out to you about the medium podcast? Um, two people, which I still owe Farhan the information. Farhan, I'll get that to you. Wow. Why did you get it to him yet? Well, it's difficult. Yeah, I'm looking out for you, Farhan. I know you're listening right now. <laughs> he is. He listens every she, Sunday. Her mind, he said, her wow. focus. Her focus is totally he, different places right now. You got He understands it's the beginning of the month. He understands sales all all together. End of quarter one. He understands what I'm doing. I'm working. But literally. Maybe you need to reach out and move her so she gives you the the information. He responded to me last week. You never gave him the information in the morning because it's not in, it's not Bill's information. I have to look up the websites and see where he's going to be. He doesn't have personal info. Why haven't you done that yet? He has all different groups. Well, I've been talking to Bill actually, <laughs> and so I will get him the information. I promise you, Farhan. He knows. Last week I talked to Farhan in the morning. I was doing the not one more bingo last Sunday, which was phenomenal. Everybody. Um, look forward to that bingo. It sold out in like 18 minutes online when we sold the tickets. But the place was packed. It was an emotional day for some of us. The banners were hung. Kyle's picture was hung there. Um, it was great to see a bunch of people out there supporting that not one more. Um, I worked in the kitchen. We were. It was a long day, but it was a great event. So, yes, Farhan and I talked last week. He watches, he listens every Sunday morning first thing, so which is cool. Did you ask anybody about the spider web? I did. Any like valid information? I have no information. I spoke with Jackie. I uh, saw her at the bingo. I asked her. She doesn't know. Um, nobody reached out. 
So I don't know. And what, what, like somebody at work asked me, what, what do you want to know through that? Like finding out that spider web, what, what are you going to do with it? Other than everybody's entangled. And one of the things Farhan said, which is interesting to me because he's, he was in that world. Um, the validation of the medium, like some people believe in you and I and Dylan had a conversation Monday night about this and we're all over the place today, but that's okay. Cause everybody has their opinion on this medium and it got not heated, but it was a pretty good conversation between you and Dylan. And we're going to have that conversation on a podcast, but Dylan believes it's trickery. And there's listeners out there who believe it, who won't listen to the podcast because of the medium. But one of the things that Farhan said to me last week and why he wants the information is because of the word bad batch. Bad batch. Yeah. So um, I just pulled up Farhan's messages. He doesn't care if I read these. He said, I was following the post. I hope you win. Also, I want to contact info for the person who you have seen. Okay. He said, bad batch is where I was sold. What that means is because in that world that Farhan explained in his podcast, that's the terminology that they use, bad batch. And not everybody would know that it's that term. And he has it in quotation marks, bad batch is where he was sold. So those people that question it, like Dylan questions it or whatever, Farhan may have had some questions on that, like, is this true, you know, about this person? And uh, he said the bad batch is where he was sold. And then he said, well, first off, he said, holy shit, this podcast. And so he really enjoyed the podcast. and <laughs> He wants to yeah, know. Yeah, I had people reach out and say it was very interesting. Yeah, he wanted to know. And, who it's, and Bill's voice creeped people out when they had to listen to it. Did it? Yeah. Is that what they said? To you personally, they reached out? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Farhan wants to know who is Kevin. <laughs> I don't remember. Because in that podcast, I was saying something in heaven and it came oh, out. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was asking the same thing. Yes. <laughs> oh. And I responded to him who Kevin is, but... Who's uh, Kevin? I oh, I think he told me. Yeah. So he said him and his mother-in-law both lost a sibling and we have been talking about doing this. And then he puts in capital letters again, Kevin, exclamation mark, <laughs> because everybody wants to know who Kevin is, but it was supposed to be something in heaven. So anyway, those listening to that podcast, that validated it for Farhan. You don't have to believe it. You know, you can believe it. Dylan says it's trickery. And again, we're going to talk about that um, on another podcast. And where were we going with this? I was just asking if anybody reached out to you about yeah. the medium. And you said you had some several people as well. They found it very interesting. Okay. Thought, thought Bill's, the recording of Bill's voice was a little diff different. I'll say different. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And we didn't listen. Dylan did not listen to it yet. But part of it, uh, I follow through when he gives me things. I do try to follow through with the suggestions. Uh-uh that Kyle gives me, but I think we got into the medium part because I said about how much better I feel that I talk with Kyle through the medium. And people think that's weird. I went to a meeting Wednesday night and I'm like, yeah, I talked to Kyle last night and everybody at the table is kind of like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was my Mother's Day gift. You know, I've been recently in the last couple of days been seeing uh, looking at the clock and there was there's three of the same numbers. Yesterday I saw I think it was four 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 and then I saw five five five. But you can only see one, two, three, and four and five o'clock. You can only see those all those numbers because correct six. No, you can't. You can't see six six six. Oh no, you can't. Duh. True. You can see eleven, eleven. Yeah. But that's all at once. Yeah. But I've, I've been, for some reason, I've been. Well, military noticing, time. Noticing more of that. Military time. What's two, 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 two? The twenty-second hour. See. Ten twenty-two. <laughs> no, two, 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 two. Military time goes one yeah, o'clock thirteen. That's ten twenty-two. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So those all mean something different. But I've been seeing more of that lately. I see 11-11, but you, see, you can see it twice a day. Because there's 11-11 a.m. and there's an 11-11 p.m. What does that represent? I don't know why I have to Is Google it a message? It. Yes. It's, it is a message because when I was at the medium and he was talking, Bill said, now look at the clock. It's 3.33. That's a sign. Is that like, it, does it represent a sign as far as like something going well in your life or like uh, maybe a, you had a question that was given to you at that certain time? Like you're like, there could be so many different things. And if you see it more than once, like I, I don't. My, my, my number is always 1111. And when I look at it and I see 1111, I just feel What's like. What's that represent to you? To me, it's Kyle. It's right there with me. Like when I get up at night to go to the bathroom and it's 1111. Or if I'm at work and I'm doing something, working on something, and I see 1111, it just makes me stop for a minute and think about Kyle. And every time I see it, I say hello to Kyle. I don't know. I mean, I just pulled it up. It, the 1111 angel numbers are one of the most powerful messages your guardian angels can send you. And while it has many different meanings, depending on your situation, it is usually associated with creativity, motivation, innovation. It suggests that prayer will be answered and aspirations achieved. And it's funny because 1111 at work, I'm usually working on something when I see that. Because obviously at work, you're working. But I always stop for a second and smile and say hello to Kyle. Because I feel like at that point, he just wants me to know that he's with me. And that's the only number I do that to. But you don't do that with your, your mom or your dad or nobody. It's just Kyle. It's just Kyle. And it's weird. I don't know. I love my mom. I love my dad. I'm glad my dad came through through the medium. But I'm not going to lie. When I was going to the medium, I was talking to my mom. And I said, don't talk. During this, because I only get an hour and half of it is controlled that by is selfish that. of you. It's very selfish of me. You're right. What if she has an important message? She would, Kyle would have let her come through, just like he got my dad out there. But I truly love and enjoy talking to Kyle. And half the time, I think Bill likes talking to Kyle, too, because he's a comedian. And he makes me laugh. And that was my Mother's Day gift. And we all know his birthday's coming, May 24th. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening, you can say happy birthday. People tend not to bring it up on that day. And those of us who've lost loved ones, siblings, friends, whatever, it's always amazing to me that on those special days, the day that they passed, their birthdays, everybody's like careful around you. Like they act different. They're afraid. Not everybody, but there's several people who will not mention it. It's almost like, well, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to upset you. And we talk about this many times on the podcast. Like, it's not upsetting anybody. So his birthday's coming, and I'm truly trying to stay positive. I'm trying to take that energy through the meditation and things and just, I mean, Kayla has helped me a lot, whether she knows it or not. Like, taking that positive energy, and instead of saying, oh, his birthday's coming in a couple weeks and counting it like I used to, I don't do that. Like, I I can't explain. He's got a grin on his face. It's not because of what I'm actively doing right now. It's because I truly am trying to be a better person in regards to those kinds of things. And it is truly that. I think it's the meditation, even though I don't get there every time. I, tr- I look forward to it. So that's what 1111 is. What are your numbers? Do you have a special number? It's usually 820. For the last three days, it's been, like I said, 222, 333, 444, 555. Well, the 222 means good things are coming your way. So you have some good things coming your way. What do you want? What are you manifesting? Or you can't tell us or it won't happen. Right? What's 333? Okay. This is an interesting one. This symbolizes 333 in angel numbers. 
The angel number 333 is in love and relationships. Angel number 333 symbolizes encouragement and making the correct choices in life. In terms of relationship, if you see this number, that may indicate that it is time for you to make essential changes and choices in your love life. <laughs> what is so funny? What's 444? Because I only do 1111. You got them all going on. Your whole This is like the last three days that I've been noticing it. Okay, well, your life's really changed. Your life is... Okay. The angel number... This is fun, guys. If you notice this and you want to see... If you're specifically seeing a number, literally, you just type in the number and type in the angel number meaning. Angel number 444 is associated with productivity, durability, and resolve. 444 is a sign that one should keep faith and that the angels are watching over you. They have taken it on themselves to guide one to a brighter future. I feel like your future is going to change here What's shortly. Five, five, five. Oh my gosh. Do you feel like I'm not saying this is I've only seen these numbers like once these last couple of days. Okay. It's not like I Are you seeing them all? 820 is the only number I, I see on a daily basis. Okay. If not every other day or majority of the week. Oh, 820 is Aunt Michelle's birthday. She'll appreciate that. Okay. Anyway, that's why I don't five, ever five, forget five. that. Okay. Significant change is imminent. The 555 angel number meaning is a significant change is imminent. Change is a part of life. And when you see the number 555, something is telling you that the transition is in play in your life and all around you. Every change brings stress. It's part of being human. Interesting. So 820. You're going to have a lot going on in your life if you I'm just not, started listen, seeing this. I'm you, just, can, <laughs> you can take this this one way or another. You can say, hey, like this is this is it. Oh, like, this, this is, is interesting. There is an oh angel number gosh. for 820. Yes. I didn't. I read this before, but I want to know what it says again. Angel number 820. This one says brings a message from your angels that you are being guided as to your true life purpose and soul mission. Faith is a scarce commodity to many people, but angel number 820 is here to help you choose the best road that will assist in recreating your life once more. There's changes coming in your life all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> all the aspects of your life are changing. You have a lot of angels that are guiding you. To your true it's life weird purpose. I just meditated the other day, and I was telling you and Dylan that I that that guided meditation to, to meet your spirit guides. Yeah, that's what this is about. Your true life purpose and your soul mission. Mother's Day. I, I uh, so recently it was probably like two weeks ago. We were uh, we were sent to a job in Dover, and uh, we uh, were kind of slow in our our division. And we were sent to this job to, uh, basically, uh, we were told that we had to knock some wall out or something like that, like a block wall. And, uh, so for those of you that don't know, Dover was where we were raised until what age? Uh, five. No, I lie. Four. Three or four. So we were born in York Hospital. We were raised as as a baby in dover to the age of like four or five whatever don't matter same same four you were four um but that's where we were raised and we were i was driving this job and we were told that we were knocking some all down and i uh i was driving and everything started coming back to me like the roads i was traveling like the toms there on the corner Mm -hmm. then you had dover high school if you took a left of that that light and like we kept going straight, I was literally right there at that intersection. Would you call that the? the That's the Dover Square. Okay. So <laughs> we we get to this job, right? Me and my boss, and we go in. It's it's the uh, it's where they they feed the hungry. It's the women's. It's, I don't think it's the women's. It's something. It's the food bank. I think. Yeah, it's a there's a food bank up there. We were doing the work at the food bank. Oh, cool. So they were demoing stuff out in the inside, and what ended up happening was. They must have demoed a section of a partition wall, meaning a wall between two different rooms, a warehouse, and then like an, uh, the front office section. And they just did the top section. They, and then 
the the warehouse section was all open and they just pushed the block over and it was probably like 20 to 30 block cinder block just you know what i'm talking about yeah and we get there and the guy that was running the job and we're like looking around we're like where's this wall we're knocking out we had some of an idea because there's gonna be a a freezer and a cooler on the outside and those those openings weren't punched through the wall yet so we're like okay we gotta be taking this wall out for these, these man doors comes out to be that the guy was sitting there and there was these 30 block land on the, on the dirt ground where this future warehouse floor was going to be poured on and he looks at us he's like oh no all you guys are here to do is to smash up all these 20 30 cinder blocks <laughs> and I'm like i started laughing i said is this really what this job's going to like we're running out of work and now we're smashing cinder blocks <laughs> for our job Dude, that's that is great. ridiculous that's helping and the reason why they wanted us to break this up is because uh to use as fill and if <laughs> you could just see there this wasn't even going to be a partial partial amount for the fill that they needed they needed a shit ton more so i thought it was a joke i took it as a joke so we were, <laughs> my boss were swinging away for about 20 minutes and we got done that now we had to pick up trash but the reason i'm telling this story is we were literally working right down the street from our our, our old house mm-hmm. our 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 hold our, our old, old house, house yes. <laughs> um so i was like oh shit why not just swing by and, and see what the house looks like right mm-hmm. and uh so I get off work early, obviously, because it's like 1030 and we have nothing else to do. And uh, I drive over there. And I, I remember how to get there and I'm driving and it's not what you, it's not everything that you remember. Like it, it's different. It's changed. That neighborhood has changed. It, everything's still the same, but yeah. it's like, it does not what you remember it as. Different like, colors. It, it just seemed more lively and eventful like when you were there it's like you were living there it's like everything seemed more alive and like and again it was like 10 30 in the you know on an afternoon where everybody was probably at work anyway so but i'm driving past the house and i'm like i'm about to take a picture of this fucking house i remember the red the red shutters are still there you had the little walkway like the the driveway the shed's still there okay it's still fenced in the back okay and I'm driving around, and I decide just to keep going by, and I'm taking a loop around, and I see your our old neighbor behind us. Yeah. Their house was being sold. Lori's? I don't know if they still live there or not. No. But their house was it. being sold, and and I'm and I was pretty sure it was that house, but I couldn't really like pinpoint because it, like I said, things aren't as what I remember them as. Right. So I'm driving around the circle, and I get down to the make a loop down isn't there a school there's an elementary school back yeah, there that's where Kyle went instead of going straight there i remember walking around there for halloween yeah, yeah halloween yeah. and all that stuff and i go around the neighborhood and i and a realization came to me and it uh it was about like the lifestyle like we were we were given growing up like the fact that and i had a conversation with one of these close individuals that are one of my closest friends about this and i was basically saying like it's crazy to think like all the sacrifices our parents made for us growing up and i even had this conversation with dad i'm a little emotional about this but the fact that you guys you and dad created a relationship and basically dropped everything that you look for in life without kids your goals dreams you dropped all that for us yeah, that's what you do. And all all the sacrifices you guys made, like, it's it just, it blows my mind. Like, and the fact that we could have, that could have been our home. But you guys were fortunate enough to allow us kids to grow up in the, the house that we're in now. And sorry, I'm emotional right no. now. And Give now, me a sec. No. But uh, I mean, tomorrow's Mother's Day. You're going to be listening to this on Mother's Day. And uh, <laughs> now he's got me crying. Trying not to speak when I'm crying because I sound like a freaking idiot. But Mother's Day is a is a appreciation for mothers and and I'm not just saying it for you, 
but that as well. You guys gave us so much. And I... I even love this part about me so much. (laughs) But yeah, you guys gave us uh, a house that we could... Like, think about it. The house we were... We could have lived our life was was small but it was it was still a house a house is a house it's a place where you lived it's a roof over your head but you guys were fortunate enough in your life to to do whatever it is that it took to 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 give us the life we want like the life that you wanted us to have that you maybe not had it had it had it that you didn't have as a as a child like and i think that's that's what parents want want for their kids they want that they want their kids to grow up in that lifestyle that maybe they didn't have, right? Would you agree? Yep. In some cases. Yeah. And I remember, I remember stories where you worked, was it two jobs, or like you and dad, you guys worked multiple jobs, mm-hmm. working hours, and that was all for us. And I often think about like what it would be like to lose a, a child. <laughs> We're getting emotional here, and but. I kind of get it because it's it's been running through my mind lately. It's it's like I don't get it because I don't have a kid, but all that love and all that sacrifice and effort. That you display to us and give us to lose that. There's a lot of mothers that listen to this podcast who lost that. And we can look at it like that's what I said. We can look at it as a mother. Like you said, you don't have children. But in most cases, the parents do sacrifice for the kids and they want the better. In our case, yep, dad worked two jobs. I worked a lot. Um, I was fortunate enough, though, to have a great employer that I will always be grateful for that he worked with me and we got a we had an opportunity that was given to us to get to the house that that you guys live in now but sacrifice was definitely a part of it the, and, just think about it, like right now I'm single I have I have dreams I have goals and and kids kids are in it but it's like later it's not even it's not even like hit me in the face it's like I have the freedom to basically do whatever I want but when you have kids in play, it's everything is is evolved around your kids. Think about it, like, like you you can't just pick up and go go to an event without getting like a babysitter. Like, everything is evolved around kids. Like the fact that you went to basketball game after basketball game, baseball games. Like, you were there. Dad was there sometimes. So <laughs> you guys were there to support us and like schools, like everything you guys paid for. Like, even down to like the simplest like making dinner for us even though sometimes we fucking hated it and you get pissed off in the kitchen like i, I don't know why i fucking make this shit for you guys you guys always bitch and we did we bitched about a I lot of different really things that, you said it a couple language. times <laughs> but just like to think about that and like i think sometimes as as kids or or uh, sons daughters whatever we we overlook all that like we we're so in tune like we we feel like everything we deserve everything in a sense like and that's the entitlement that some of us have nowadays but we don't appreciate the things that were given to us right and that's what mother's day is it's about appreciating the mothers and i want to say i appreciate well i appreciate that you're talking about this because there's some mothers out there and and some people don't have their mothers. And people don't have their mothers. And I mean, as you're sitting here saying, like, I sacrificed and I did things. Not everybody had the best upbringing. Yeah. And some people may look at, like, screw my mom. Like, she was an asshole. She abandoned me or whatever. But I always tell people this. You always do the best that you can as a parent. I believe that. And it that. doesn't come with a book. 
and you don't always get it right. And maybe sometimes, I mean, I'm sitting here reflecting as you're talking, like what was my relationship with my mom? And we don't always get it right. And we're hard on our family. We're hard on our parents. And it's not easy. And it doesn't come with an instruction book. And in my mind, even those who we feel as though our mothers failed us, I don't feel that way. But there's people that I talk to, like, I will never, my mom abandoned me or whatever. The situation is they did the best that they could. And not only that, but they they gave you a gift. Yep. But. You know, there's mothers out there who don't feel like they were good mothers. How many mothers lost their kids and and were judged for it? Like, that's how we started this whole thing about stigma. And people, oh, it's because of their upbringing. Sometimes it's not a great upbringing, but everybody tries their hardest. And, you know, to for you to say, like, we do everything for our kids in the hopes that someday that they're happy and then they're taken away from us. Like, we still have to go on. Like, with Kyle, I look at it this way. I didn't always look at it this way. I'm grateful for the 24 years that I had him because I would rather have those 24 years than not at all. I just I just saw a quote that it was some, sometimes when death happens uh, suddenly in your, your life, it's it, it could mean that they, that, that death have to ha- had to happen so they can guide you spiritually through your life for the rest of your life they can be there to help you that's a quote bill stillman put on facebook yeah which is very interesting it's it's like they they had to they were sacrificed in human form to be spiritually with you for the rest of your life and help you and we often say like even some of the stuff we were saying earlier in the podcast like just the the numbers and like your spirit guides and all that stuff like they're there for a reason I believe it. And I wouldn't be who I am today without that experience. I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be who you are today. Exactly. Anybody wouldn't be who they are today without the people in their lives that they lost. And it's sad, but I always say it's happy because that person is way better than we are right now. And they helped us create who we are. I would not be here today doing a podcast. I would not have met all the people that I've met in my life. What's that? One, two, three, four. Uh, if I didn't have the experience of Kyle, and I, I totally look at it different. Not everybody grieves the same way, but you know, with Mother's Day, give your mom a break if if you're struggling with that relationship. Um, and just know, and I appreciate you driving past the house and thinking about everything. And it's it a j- big deal. It blows my mind, and, and parents don't get the appreciation that they they deserve. It, it's a lot, but it's just the love. It's love and until you have that relationship or a child. You can't imagine the love. And I say it all the time with Chase. Like as a grandmother, I never thought I could love. Like, I love my kids. And then you have this little extension to the family, and he's running around here. And it's crazy to think about because it's like uh, the circle of life. It's you had us, and you raised us the best you could, and showed us the things that you maybe lacked in your life. And whether it was love, like uh, kindness, whatever, you and dad, I don't want to just give you all the credit because dad was there too, but you guys showed us and implemented so much stuff in our in our life that we grew up knowing based upon your experiences and like what you showed us so we we were actually growing up with things that you were teaching us along the way and then what happens is i and i was thinking about this today it's it's almost like our duty our job to you would think generations after us would get better and better just because this is my thought on it. When you raise us, there are certain things that I may see that I don't necessarily agree with is the right way of raising a child, which, which is kind of selfish in a sense because you're doing your best as you can. Right. But if say, I, I don't agree with like the way you, this is just out in the open, like the way you, uh, interact with with your with us right and i don't like that it's it's almost i feel like it's our job to 
to show the next generation, like our kids, okay, this is a better way of handling this situation. Like we got to learn from our parents in a sense to pass it along to the next generation. Cause you hear it a lot. Like these, these parents don't want the, the kids of the parents, they don't want to provide the life for their kids the way that they were given. Like, you know what I'm saying? In you a always want to make it better. Yeah. It's very rare for somebody to say, I had the best childhood and I want my kids to have the same thing. Cause you're always want better. Just like for yourself, you want better for your kids. You want better. And to your point, the world should be perfect right now because if everybody tried to get better than what was there before and truly meant it, it would be improving. But what I'm trying to yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And Sometimes that's not the case, and most of the times it's not because what you end up doing is you and you, I'm sure there's moments where you probably catch yourself like, man, I'm acting just like my mom did. Yeah, and what do, I mean, we laugh. When that's what Dylan I'm saying. Says it's, you're acting like Grammy. It drives me. I, I I admire girls who's when they say you act like your mom, and I have friends whose daughters love their moms enough to want to be like that, but we always want to be better than that. And anytime you guys say, oh, that's a Grammy move, I literally say to Aunt Michelle all the time, oh, my God, you're acting like mom. Or we are afraid to be said. Like, I tell her, oh, my gosh, I did this. I act like mom. Like, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. That was Grammy's trait. But how I don't want to be like that <laughs> is some of the things that she did, to your point, that you don't agree with and you don't want to be like them for that reason. It doesn't mean they're a bad person, but yeah. everybody does that. I don't, you hear me say it all the time. I'm not, do my shoes look like Grammy shoes? It's crazy. Yeah. It's like I said, the circle of life, all the qualities and all the things that you taught us, we're going to teach our kids. And hopefully better. And then what's crazy about that is you get to see it from the outside. Now you're like, you're basically looking at what your what your results were as raising me and Dylan because now you can look at Chase and be like, watch everything Dylan does is he doing it the same way you did to us? Like you, it's almost put in perspective how you raised me and Dylan in a sense because now you're like, okay, I taught my kids a certain way. Are they gonna do the same thing to their kids as I did to them, or are they gonna change it? And and that's interesting for you as a, as a grandparent because you can sit there and watch because you're not in it now, right? Your hands off, but. How many times have you heard Dylan say to me, I'm not doing that because you did it that way. I'm going to do it. But how many times you say, I don't remember trick-or-treating. Chase is going to remember his trick-or-treating. I don't remember having birthday parties. And I'm going to make sure that Chase, everything that you want to improve on, that you feel you lacked in your childhood, you're going to make it a point to make sure that you do it for your child because that's what you lack. So that's how things change. And it's not a it's not a bad reflection on me. We laugh about it. But there's going to be things that he doesn't do that I did great because he forgot about that part. Because like said, the good stuff is easy to forget. It's the bad stuff that you bring up that you don't that you want to make a change on, right? If you're happy, you don't think about all those happy times. You're thinking about how can I make this better? I had a good childhood, but how can I make it better for this child because I have these demons, just like Dylan said, you and uh, him and Kyle would fight all the time or wrestle or whatever. I'm going to make sure that my kid doesn't get bullied like I did. Like you're always trying to make it better. You want to make it better and you're picking the things in your life. You're reflecting on your childhood and your past and you're going to try to guarantee and make sure it doesn't happen to your child. And it goes back to your point that Parenting doesn't come with a book. Right. You, you just kind of learn and you do your best along the way, and that's all you can do. But as a parent, you listen. When Dylan says, I didn't have this or that, I have to go back and think about it. My immediate response is, yes, you did. And then it's when. And you do it to me sometimes, too. Like, we missed out on things. We didn't make the world perfect for you guys. But it is amazing how many times as new parents, especially, and as they get older, it's not as important when they're freshly born, you want to do everything perfect. You bring them home from the hospital. The diapers are going to be lined up. The clothes are going to be folded in little sections and everything's organized. Well, as that first year is so chaotic and you don't have the time, you see it with Dylan now. Sometimes his bag has all kinds of clothes in it, diapers and everything. The next time he comes, he has one diaper left. At the beginning, you want everything to be perfect, but the reality is 
life is hectic and sometimes you overlook things that you don't want to overlook and then it's like and time's flying yeah it is i mean life weeks are flying and then all of a sudden it's years and it's crazy but i i appreciate that you reflected on what parents give and you're right it's not it's mother's day we're celebrating mothers in june we're going to celebrate fathers equally important because while some people think that the mothers have more to do with it yes we carried the child we gave birth the dads are out there working and i've met some dads that do a great job at supporting the family and some mothers support the family in today's world the roles are different how many stay-at-home dads are there it's not about a mom or dad anymore it's about two people together creating a life for their family and themselves yep but with that being said, and donating and, and spending so much time with our kids, I think what's lacking in this world today, and I can speak from my own experience, is that we forget who each other are. And we give so much to our kids that all of a sudden when these kids grow up and move out, we're different people. You know, I had a conversation with Dad about that. We're diff- two different people. In Dad and I's situation, it wasn't, it wasn't that we fought. You hardly ever saw us fight. I mean, he's smirking right now. I mean, we did, but it wasn't horrific. It wasn't horrific every day. It could have been a lot worse. And I'm saying that now because I mean that. But all of a sudden, your kids are gone and the basketball programs are over. And, wow, who am I as a person? Yeah, because... Like I said, your whole life has evolved around us. For 20 years, your life, well, for at least 18, your life has revolved around your kids. You don't have a minute. As soon as you wake up. Yeah. Who are you thinking about? Yeah. What do I got How do, do I get them to school? Like, what, dentist appointments, doctor's appointments. How do I get them here or there? Because you were commuting us to everywhere until we were 16. and. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Your whole wow. life is evolved around kids. And like you said, you, and I was telling dad this, like, kind of it kind of like added to why you guys got divorced because you like you said you you are around your kids and i, I try to explain this to them like your your tensions around your kids and it, the more kids you have the more responsibility and especially at different ages because one needs more care than the other whether they that and that's another topic is the the older one may not see that and understand like, okay, the, the younger ones, the younger brothers need more care than they do. And they look, they take it the wrong way. And they're like, okay, now I'm being pushed out of the family because you, there's a whole different battle there. But, yeah, but you guys, it, yeah. you guys are always constantly thinking about us. And it's like, and I told him, I said, it's, I think in a relationship, it's important to back away from your kids every once in a while and have that, have that one-on-one with your significant other, like you would without kids. Cause it's, it, that is just as important because the longer you're with that individual, the more things are going to change. If you think about it as a human being, we always evolve and change. And when you go through those changes with your kids and not be aware of it with your relationship, when you're done with the kids growing up and stuff like that, and they're out on their own doing their own thing, then it's like you said, it's like, okay, well, all those years just went by, I changed here and there and, to suit my kids needs. But now it's like, where, what about my needs? And what about our relationship? Like what happened to our relationship? It was almost like it was just, it just happened. Yeah, it, it does happen. And it is important to spend time. And it's not even just husband and wife. If you think about it, even the friendships that you build basketball, we had a core group of moms and some dads mixed in <laughs> who every weekend we drove somewhere. We spent Saturdays, Sundays, whatever. But guess what? All of us had children at different ages so some of us you were my youngest so when when the basketball was over for you guys some of the parents still had younger kids they continued on doing that same thing and so then you lose those friendships as well and we see each other and we're like you know what we should probably get together and have fun we went spent so much time together and coach connors i mean he doesn't care if i say his name but he was a big part of that keeping our group together we did dinners we did things together even with him as a coach in the summer and we were one big family we packed for each other you know and then all of a sudden we're done 
because I had Kyle and you were my youngest, but how many of those other ones had younger brothers and sisters? So that continued on for those parents. So even the friendships start to fade away because we have different needs depending upon the age of our children. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. you're changing, your friends are changing, your life's changing, you are changing as a person. But yeah, basically... But in the end, it's all good. Like, we have family. I wouldn't give up my life. I wouldn't give up everything that I gave up or every bit of hard work that I put into this to, to not experience what I've experienced, even with Kyle, 24 years. But like, yeah, basically, that story <laughs> I started off with, that was a realization that hit me that day. And I'm grateful and blessed for the life I have now. And it gets to a point where, like you said, we, we don't need the, the parental part of our life where we go out on our own and we do our own thing. And that's, that's, that's up to us as individuals. We can't, we can no longer say like, we can't blame our parents for the way we are now because we have all the responsibility on ourselves. Now we can, we can change whatever it is that we didn't like. Like we can we can move in certain ways that we we couldn't before. It's it, everything's on you now. You can do whatever you want in your life. You can't can't blame your parents for your past. Like I know you you in a sense want to find out what your relationship was with your mom, your dad, and and try to find out why you are the person you are today. But at the end of the day, it's it's not on your parents. And I, this is my opinion. I don't. Yep. You guys taught us the best you guys could teach us. And I'm, I'm blessed for the relationship and the, and everything that we had as kids growing up because not a lot of people get that. And I, I appreciate that. And that's what the Mother's Day is, is about appreciating the mothers. So I like I said before, I appreciate you as a mom who worked hard and, and is willing, always helping people. You're always fucking helping people. And it's crazy. And you always will. And uh, I know Dylan's getting a, a glimpse of it now. And Apparently, I'm going to get a glimpse of it later. Apparently, you recorded your last podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have a little girl with ponytails. But hopefully, one day, I do get to experience that. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, just, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. you. And I think me and you, our relationship has definitely grown. Um, yeah. And I often tell people, like the guys at work, like, yeah, Kathy's son, Austin's so cool. We did a podcast and stuff. And I remember just a couple of weeks ago saying, it's hard to say this, but Austin is my best friend. Like, and I mean that. Like, you call me out. I'm that person. You're that person to me that you're looking for. You call <laughs> me out. It's not always easy. And I can tell you, somebody on the outside said to me, I can't listen to your podcast because your son is the most disrespectful person to you. <laughs> and and it drives me crazy. And if you and I were to ever get together, I would have to tell him. And I'm like, well, we're not ever going to get together. It. Bring it. Because he's my best friend and people that don't know our relationship. How many times? We're a unique family. And Aunt Michelle and I talk about this all the time. We call each other out. Like, it is, it is what it is. But it's not a bad thing. No, you're going to grow. But, you're going to learn to grow. But like, you call me out, and when I call you and I'm in distress, and a couple months, one month ago or so, I was not in a good spot. We talked about it, but you were right there. You listened, and you weren't hard, but you told me, you called me right out. This is what you're doing, and I had to take that advice, and and you are my best friend. And, you know, all, Dylan will always say, Kyle is my favorite, now it's you, and then it's him. But you love your kids differently. You love them all equally, but differently, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't have kids, but yeah, I guess you know, it does. I don't love you any more than I love Austin. I mean, Dylan or Kyle, but it's in a different way. So today was special when you just said that. And I appreciate it because all of us mothers try to do the best that we can. Yeah, it's not just for you, but like you know, all, all the us. mothers, you guys, you guys all love different ways, like you said, and you're always out there trying to do your best. And what you may think is the best way, somebody else is going to look at you and say, that's the craziest way, but as long as it makes sense to you and you feel like that's the right way, then then keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, I just thank you. Appreciate all the moms out there. This podcast is all over the place, but everything that we talked about is stuff that people talk about and communicate and need to talk about. And a lot of people like when we just get on and cause we keep it real. 
I mean, that's one thing we do. We keep it real. Yeah. And, and we are helping people and people are helping us. I had somebody reach out, uh, Jill, the one that was on the podcast, she reached out and said somebody actually just reached out to her. Uh, she sent me the comment. The comment was something about, I know this was recorded like a year ago, but I just listened to it. And uh, she said, finally, I found somebody that I can relate to. And Jill basically said, just love what we're doing and, and keep doing what we're doing. And it, it's honestly crazy that a year later, somebody's random just listened to a podcast and can relate with the individual that we had on the podcast and feels open enough and trust that person to the point where they can reach out to that individual and ask if they can talk like that's that's powerful and without us doing this that that wouldn't happen like maybe that could help that person and that's if you look at it this way all of our guests are basically different avenues that people can reach out to so over 100 episodes maybe like i don't know 60 of them are a guest maybe more but that's 60 different outlets that we connected to the outside world that you guys can reach out to like and and be open and and discuss maybe uh challenges you're having in your life or whatever it is it's that's what we're here for like to educate bring awareness and hopefully you guys can find connections through through our journey and and the things that we've been through and we can help you guys find what you're looking for basically it's a hundred different conversations of about an hour. And what's cool about it is they're recorded and we have so many new listeners that come along because they're friends of friends or family members of guests that we spoke to and it just continues to grow. And now they're going back and they're listening to all the podcasts at different times. And they're picking and choosing by the topics and the titles, which ones are going to listen to first. And again, like that's awesome that they reached out to her. And what's cool is if you think about it, we'll always have that audio to go back to listen to and and reflect on and even like chase dylan's dylan's son and tori's son like he'll have something to listen to and learn from this is this is gonna be left here for generations to come for everybody to listen to and it doesn't even matter how many people listen to this i i think i'd rather have a smaller audience than a bigger audience if it gets big, that's fine. But like, I think what we're doing is is good. It's funny that you're saying that because I was downtown two weeks ago. Remember Randy, mm-hmm. uh, the Carney guy, uh, cocaine Randy, who was on the podcast. I actually saw him. He came down to see me specifically downtown. He was looking for me for a couple of weeks, and when I saw him, he hugged me. Um, so he's six weeks clean. He relapsed, uh, several, several times ever since his podcast. Um, but he was dancing and smiling. He was six weeks clean. He was happy. And one of the things he said to me is, what's the name of that podcast again? And I told him, he goes, because I still have a couple of the CDs that Austin made me. And he goes, he's like, ah, that was the best thing I ever did in my life. He goes, I really enjoyed that. And I tell the people that I talk to now that I have this podcast and I'm going to get them a video. And it just made me smile because when he sees me, that's what he thinks about. We took the time to talk to him. Yeah, very powerful And story. hear like, his story. He important and, messages in his story. Yeah, and it continues. Like he said to me, I have not been good. Like, but I've not lost my room through this whole thing. I've not become homeless through this whole thing. And they figure things out. And so it was kind of cool that that's the last thing he said to me. I tell people I'm really famous. Like I was on your podcast. And it made me smile because to him, that's the world. The fact that he's meeting new people and he brings up, you know what I did? Like I did a podcast. That helped us. His story, like you said, was powerful. But that keeps him going. He'll listen to that podcast sometimes. And that's what his own podcast, his own story helps him keep going so it's crazy yeah it is crazy so um, before we end just want to say thanks to everybody listening and uh today will be mother's day when you're listening to this and uh yeah we appreciate all you mothers out there for trying your best doing your best being your best i feel like lately I feel like lately I can I can 
give love to to people that I may not necessarily know or not know on a level like I do with my my parents, you and dad, Dylan, Tori, Chase. And I feel like it's easier to to show my sense of love to them, but for some reason I struggle when it comes to you guys. And I said I loved you the other night when you and Dylan left. You didn't respond, but Dylan said he loved me. But uh <laughs> funny. Um I feel like God's trying to to fully allow myself to help others. I have to love the ones around me first. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, it's you, hard. It's not that you it's, don't love it's us. Not, it's not that. I don't, it, it's my it's showing, showing the it. appreciation, the love for the people that are close to me before I can go out and, and fully explore and, and, and give the love to other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you've already started that journey. And I've been working on it. It's hard because, like I said, I hate this part of me and I love this part of me at the same time because it's the emotional part of me and it's the... It's the asshole part of me that don't want to fucking talk about it. It's like I have two different personalities, but I'm truly trying to work on it. And uh, like I said, I've said it three, two or three times. I appreciate you for everything you did for us and even me. And uh, I love you. And I love you. All right, guys. All right. Catch you on the next one. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. Hopefully it's a little bit more uh, upbeat. But uh, okay. thanks for listening. Yep. See Happy you. Mother's Day. Bye.